The Attributes of God A book by A.W. Pink Chapter 5 The Supremacy of God In one of his letters to Erasmus, Martin Luther said, Your thoughts of God are too human. Probably that renowned scholar resented such a rebuke, the more so since it proceeded from a minor son. Nevertheless, it was thoroughly deserved. We too preferred the same charge against the vast majority of the preachers of our day, and against those who, instead of searching the scriptures for themselves, lazily accept their teachings. The most dishonoring conceptions of the rule and reign of the Almighty are now held almost everywhere. To countless thousands, even professing Christians, the God of Scripture is quite unknown. Of old, God complained to an apostate Israel. You thought I was altogether such an one as yourself, Psalm 50 verse 21. Such must now be his indictment against apostate Christendom. Men imagine the Most High is moved by sentiment rather than by principle. They suppose this omnipotency is such an idle fiction that Satan can thwart his designs on every side. They think that if he has formed any plan or purpose at all, then it must be like theirs, constantly subject to change. They openly declare that whatever power he possesses must be restricted, lest he invade the citadel of man's free will and reduce him to a machine. They lower the all-efficacious atonement, which redeems everyone for whom it was made, to a mere remedy, which sin-sick souls may use, if they feel so disposed. They lessen the strength of the invincible work of the Holy Spirit to an offer of the gospel, which sinners may accept or reject, as they please, the God of this century, no more resembles the sovereign of holy writ than does the dim flickering of a candle the glory of the midday sun. The God, who is talked about in the average pulpit, spoken of in the ordinary Sunday school, mentioned in much of the religious literature of the day, and preached in most of the so-called Bible conferences, is a figment of human imagination, an invention of maudlin sentimentality. The heathen outside the Pelicristendom form gods of wood and stone, while millions of heathen inside Christendom manufacture a god out of their carnal minds. In reality, they are but atheists, for there is no other possible alternative between an absolute supreme god and no god at all. A god whose will is resisted, whose designs are frustrated, whose purpose is checkmated, possesses no title to deity, and far from being a fit object of worship, merits nothing but contempt. The supremacy of the true and living God might well be argued from the infinite distance which separates the mightiest creatures from the Creator. He is the potter, there but the clay in his hands, to be molded into vessels of honor or to be dashed into pieces, Psalm 2, verse 9, as he pleases, were all the denizens of heaven and all the inhabitants of earth to combine in open revolt against him, it would cause him no uneasiness. It would have less effect upon his eternal unassailable throne than spray of Mediterranean's waves has upon the towering rocks of Gibraltar. So puerile and powerless is a creature to affect the Most High. 
Scripture tells us that when the Gentile heads unite with apostate Israel to defy Jehovah and his Christ, he that sits in the heavens shall laugh. Psalm 2 verse 4, the absolute and universal supremacy of God is plainly affirmed in many scriptures. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all, and you reign over all. First Chronicles 29, 11 and 12. Note, he reigns now, not will do so in the millennial future. O Lord God of our fathers, are not you God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in your hand is there not power and might, so that none, not even the devil himself, is able to withstand you? Second Chronicles 20, verse 6. Before him, presidents and popes, kings and emperors, are less than grasshoppers. But he is of one mind, and who can turn him? And what his soul desires, even that he does. Job 23, verse 13. My reader, to God of Scripture is no may-believe monarch, no imaginary sovereign, king of kings and lord of lords. I know that you can do everything and that no thought of yours can be hindered, Job 42 verse 2, or another translator, no purpose of yours can be frustrated. All that he has designed, he does. All that he has decreed, he perfects. All that he has promised, he performs. But our God is in the heavens. He has done whatsoever he has pleased. Psalm 115, verse 3. Why has he? Because there is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. Proverbs 21, verse 30. God's supremacy over the works of his hands is vividly depicted in Scripture. Inanimate matter. Irrational creatures all perform their maker's bidding. At his pleasure, the Red Sea divided in its waters stood up as walls, Exodus 14. The earth opened her mouth, and guilty rebels went down alive into the pit. Numbers 14. When he so ordered, the sun stood still, Joshua 10. And on another occasion went backward ten degrees on the dial of Ahaz. To exemplify his supremacy, he made ravens carry food to Elijah, iron to float on the waters, lions to be tame when David was cast into their den, fire to do not burn when three Hebrews were flung into its flames. Thus, whatever the Lord please, that did he in heaven and in earth, in the seas and all deep places, Psalm 135, verse 6. God's supremacy is also demonstrated in its perfect rule over the wills of men. Ponder carefully Exodus 34 verse 24. Three times in the year all the males of Israel were required to leave their homes and go up to Jerusalem. They lived in the midst of a hostile people who hated them for having appropriated their lands. What then was to hinder the Canaanites from seizing the opportunity during the absence of the men to enslave the women and children and take possession of their farms. 
If the hand of the Almighty was not upon the wills even of wicked men, how could he make this promise beforehand, that none should so much as desire their lands? The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, is a rivers of water, he turns it which way soever he wills, Proverbs 21.1. But some may object. Do we not read again and again in scripture how men defied God, resisted his will, broke his commandments, disregarded his warnings and turned a deaf ear to all his exhortations? Certainly we do. Does this nullify all we have said? If so, then plainly the Bible contradicts itself. But that cannot be. What the objector refers to is simply the wickedness of men against the external word of God. We have mentioned what God has purposed in himself. The rule of conduct he has given us to walk by is perfectly fulfilled by none of us. His own eternal counsels are accomplished of their minutest details. The absolute and universal supremacy of God is affirmed with equal positiveness in the New Testament. We are told that God works all things after the counsel of his own will, Ephesians 1.11. The Greek word for works means to work, effectually. For this reason we read, for of him, and through him, and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Romans 11.36 Men may boast that they are free agents, with a will of their own, and are at liberty to do as they please. But scripture says to those who boast, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell. You ought to say, if the Lord will, James 4, 13 and 15. Here then is a sure resting place for the heart. Our lives are neither the product of blind fate nor the result of capricious chance. Every detail of them was ordained from all eternity, and is now ordered by the living, reigning God. Not a hair of our heads can be touched without his permission. A man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Proverbs 16, verse 9. What assurance, what strength, what comfort this should give the real Christian. My times are in your hand. Psalm 31, verse 15. Then let me rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Psalm 37, verse 7. A.W. Pink.